Well, I want to start today by asking you a question. How does Jesus feel when you're messing up and struggling? How does Jesus feel when you're messing up and struggling? You see, how you answer that question will be critical as to whether you run towards Jesus or run away from Jesus when you're in your moment when you perhaps need him most. And over the years of uh, being a Christian myself and and being around other Christians, um, I've seen something that goes a little bit like this. Oh no, I've messed up. I'm too disgusting for Jesus. And so therefore, I'll just kind of like drift away from his people and I'll drift away from church and God himself. I'll just kind of, I'll just put a kind of barrier up. And it goes something like this as well. Well, I just, you know, I'll wait till I get myself right before I come back to God. I'll just kind of, I'll stay away for now. And of course, that can come from one or two places. It can come from a place of shame. We're feeling shame and guilt about our sin, our messing up. But it can also sometimes come from the place where we're like, I'm actually secretly kind of enjoying my sin and stuff. And so I don't really want to to be challenged by God. And of course, what happens when that's happened in my own life and when it's happened to those around me is that we just get further and further away from Jesus until eventually, if we don't make that turn back, we stop looking at him at all. And that has disastrous consequences for our relationship with God but you see, in our passage today, I think we have a formula, and hopefully we'll have a slide of that uh, come up in a minute on the screen. Um, and the formula is, uh, goes something like this. Knowing that Jesus sympathizes with us, and knowing that Jesus is gentle with us, will mean that we can trust Jesus with our mess and sin rather than run away from him. And knowing this formula deeply will mean the result is that we run towards him rather than run away from him when we're in our mess. And so we're in this uh, series at the moment in uh, Hebrews where we've been looking at how Jesus intentionally responds um, how we should intentionally respond to Jesus as a response to what he's done for us. But today, what we're going to be focusing in is how Jesus intentionally responds towards us. But we need to understand that Jesus' gentleness, Jesus' sympathy towards us, only comes as we turn towards him. If we don't turn towards him with our mess no matter whether our mess is small or or really big in our eyes, it doesn't matter. If we ignore Jesus, if we don't turn towards him, we will get his lion-like judgment. But if we turn towards him with our mess, we'll get his lamb-like tenderness. 
And you see, Hebrews is this book of warnings telling us not to drift from Jesus. It calls us to obedience. It reminds us not to stop meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Um, In chapter 6, verse 1, the writer says, Surely we don't need to explain again the importance of repenting of evil and placing our faith in God. It's a serious book, Hebrews, and it's drawing us back to taking Jesus seriously. Drifting from him has huge consequences. But knowing that formula, and maybe it can come up again just to sort of see it, and I just, my prayer is just that it kind of goes into our heads and hearts today. Knowing this, knowing this from the text of Scripture, knowing it deeply will help us, rather than turn away from him when we're in our point of mess, turn towards him. And so let's just look at this formula in a little bit of detail. So verses 14 of chapter 4 tells us to hold fast to our faith, and in verse 16 to confidently approach God for help, because verse 15 says this. Verse 15 says, We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who's been tempted in every way, just as we are, and yet he did not sin. And um, you see, this is so, so important. Um, We've still got the formula up. That's good. It's going to be in our heads for a long time. And this is so important um, to know that Jesus is able to sympathize with us in every respect, deeply sympathize with us. And you see, the tendency is to think that Jesus is close to us and with us when life is going really well. But this verse tells us actually Jesus is super close to us, sympathizing, deeply co-suffering with us when we're weak, when we're in our point of mess. Perhaps try talking to a parent and ask them how they feel when their child comes to them and says something like this, I don't have any friends, mummy. Or, well, mummy, I only hit Bob in the play park because he wasn't letting me play his game. Ask the parent how they feel in that moment. They deeply feel and take on the pain of their own child as if it were their own. How much more so with Jesus? His heart towards us reaches out when we're in our moments of deepest distress, wrestle and struggle. And you see, of course, Jesus lived on the earth like us. He had to deal with pimples. He had to deal with growing up. He had to deal with all the same stuff. He knew what it was like to feel lonely. He knew what it was like not to have friends, to have people abandon him, to feel thirst and hunger, to go through torture, abandonment, rejection, embarrassment, shame, misunderstanding, to name but a few of the challenges we face when we're living. Jesus was tested and tempted in every way, in every respect, just like us. And so in that moment when we want to throw in the towel, we have a friend. 
one who won't abandon us, but knows what it's really like to go through struggles. Now, Jesus was different for us in the fact that he did not sin. But this is actually great, great news for us. Firstly, it actually means that Jesus knows the struggles of sins and temptations to a greater degree than we will ever know them. Because at the point where we throw in the towel and give in and sin, Jesus didn't. He went further than us in resisting temptation. So he really, really knows what it is like to struggle. And then secondly, the other reason that it's good news for us is not only does he really know the depths of what it's like for us, he can actually rescue us because he is our sinless high priest. He doesn't need rescuing us. He doesn't need rescuing. He can come and rescue us. And that's why we can go to him in our time of need to receive mercy and grace. Jesus is deeply sympathetic towards us. And knowing that, really knowing that, means that we can draw close to him when we're in our mess. As we move on to chapter 5, the few verses at the start of chapter 5 are talking about priests and how the priests sinned and they needed to make sacrifices for their own sins as well. Um, but the book of Hebrews tells us, um, uh, spends a lot of time telling us that Jesus is the greatest high priest, the ultimate perfect high priest. And in verse 2, we're told that a priest can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward. How much more so with the greatest of all priests, the great high priest, Jesus. In the four Gospels, there's only one place where Jesus tells us about his heart, and it's in Matthew 11, verse 29. He says this, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Jesus is gentle. He sympathizes with our weakness, and he deals with us gently. And um, hopefully we'll have a slide of some of the um, Greek words to show how chapter 4, verse 15 is so linked to chapter 5, verse 2. The words for sympathizing and the word for dealing gently have a root word within them that is the same. And the essence of that word is sort of passion and suffering. Jesus deeply is passionate and co-suffers with those that turn towards him. He is passionately sympathetic and passionately gentle. He deeply feels for those that turn towards him. And so we can trust him with our mess, that he will deal with us sympathetically and gently. And just as I close, I was drawn to this beautiful book as I was preparing this in, in God's Grace, a book called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. And if you're looking for a book to read over Lent, then you might want to try this. But I'm just going to read out a little passage from it, and it should come up on the screen as well. Consider what all this means when we sin, we are encouraged to bring our mess to Jesus, because he will know just how to receive us. He doesn't handle us roughly. He doesn't scowl and scold. He doesn't lash out. 
the way many of our parents did. And all this restraint on his part is not because he had a diluted view of our sinfulness. He knows our sinfulness far more deeply than we do. Indeed, we are aware of just the tip of the iceberg of our depravity. Even in our most searching moments of self-knowledge, we only know in part. His restraint simply flows from the tender heart for his people. Hebrews is not just telling us, instead of scolding us, Jesus loves us, it's telling us the kind of love he has. Rather than dispensing grace to us from on high, he gets down with us. He puts his arm around us. He deals with us in the way that is just what we need. He deals with us gently. Knowing deeply, knowing deeply that Jesus is sympathetic and will deal with us gently should help us turn towards him with our mess. Because we want to face his lamb-like tenderness and not his lion-like judgment. And of course, just as Jesus treats us as we finish off, it's so important, isn't it, to remember that story Jesus told of the master who let his servant off the hook uh, for the debts that he owed him. And then that same servant who's been let off the hook goes and has a massive go at somebody who owes him money. And when the master hears about that, he's pretty upset about it. So as Jesus turns towards us with sympathy and gentleness, of course we too should intentionally take that out into our relating to others around us. And so let's just pray as we take this message into the week. Father, thank you for your beautiful and rich, merciful love towards those that turn towards you. Thank you that when we bring our mess towards you, to you, you are sympathetic and deal with us gently. Father, if there's anyone amongst us who's been running away rather than towards you, would you turn us towards you today? And Lord, as we head out into our different life spaces this week, would you help us to show the same loving kindness and mercy to those around us? Amen.